Welcome to TikToking. I'm your host, Kevin Hughes. My guest today is a very unique guest and unique meaning amazing. I mean, just someone who is so open to not only herself, but coming from a past that she has come from, which you will hear all about. I was really excited to have her come on and really express her feelings and, you know, introduce the new her to the world. So I have Sarah, AKA the Inkton nurse on the show today, and we will discuss all of that. And you guys are really going to love it. I'm telling you such a phenomenal person. And she's from, well, she lives in Australia and has that Australian accent and I absolutely love it. So without further ado, here is Sarah, AKA the Inkton nurse right here on TikToking with me, Kevin Hughes. Enjoy. Tick tocking, tick tocking, where creators come to play. Tick tocking, a tick tocking, find out what they have to say. Tick tocking, a tick tocking, fascinating interview. Tick tocking, a tick tocking, tick tocking with Kevin Hughes. You're in Australia, right? That I am, yes. Yeah. Wow, what what part of Australia? Um, I live in the Sydney area. I'm not right oh. in the city. I'm more in the suburbs, but yeah, I'm in the Sydney area. So that's awesome. I bet you have beautiful weather there. We do. We're smack bang in the middle of summer. So although today has been rainy, but it's that sort of humid tropical rain, you know. Yeah. So but would, it's good. Yeah, I always found that so interesting that. You know, in different countries, how it switches. So, like, we're in the middle of winter, and you're in the middle yeah. of summer. Yeah, that's just so crazy to even think about. You know? Yeah, I know, I know. I've actually been living here for 18 years, and I still sometimes, especially around Christmas time, because my body, I think, and my mind are still conditioned to Christmas being mm-hmm. cold and snowy, and being in sun and on the beach and that for Christmas. I still, after 18 years, I'm not used to it. Yeah. And where were you before? Yeah. So I was born and raised in Vancouver in Canada. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So yeah, that's a huge switch. Cause I think their, their <laughs> winters are definitely worse than yes. even our winters here in Colorado. They are. Yeah. Yeah. So I lived there until I was 23 Okay. and spent some time traveling to various countries around the world and wound up here. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And so you're a nurse. I am. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'm a medical nurse. I work at my city hospital that we're closest to. Um, it's my passion, I guess, nursing. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I love being a nurse. And the other thing, obviously you have basically your whole body's covered in tattoos. <laughs> it is, yeah. I don't know what percentage, but I'm going to say, I don't know, 85% of me is covered at this point. Yeah. So yeah. nothing from the neck above, right? It's just neck below. No. Oh, I have one line that goes down the center of my lip. It's a white line. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a bit of a strange one, but but from the neck down, there's nothing else going on the face, but the rest of the body, I'm still working on filling the gaps. Okay. And yeah. so uh, I got to ask, what does the white line on the lip represent? Um, 
So truthfully, I follow this one girl on socials and she has a white line that runs down her lip and down her chin. And I thought, oh my God, I love that. And I started looking into it. And as I'm sure you've probably seen some cultures such as the Marys in New Zealand, the women get their chin done. Um, and I started looking into it and there's a lot of North American Indians or indigenous population where the women, the same um, with um, some of the Eskimos and that up in Alaska, they get line work done on their chin. And as I read into it, I saw that the lines and markings on the chin were significant of, um, you know, big moments in their life weddings, births of children, etc. And so um, I thought that was really cool. And I actually am partly Cree Indian. So I thought, well, there we go. Perfect excuse. Wow. That's <laughs> yeah. so cool. And so how yeah. long have you been tattooing your body? How long has it taken to cover 85% of your body? <laughs> um, well, my first tattoo, I was 14 years old. Mm. And um, that was, well, gosh, I'm 42 now. So that was quite some time ago. Um, but I had a period of time where I got a good chunk of work done. Um, probably about 10 years ago. And then I stopped for a few years. And then four years ago is when I made the decision that I wanted a full body sleeve essentially. So I've spent the last four years consistently filling up all the gaps. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, and first off, I'd like to say you look absolutely amazing for being 42. Oh, thank I, I, you. And I mean, I know 42 is not old. I mean, I'm, I'm 38, so we're not too far. In, no, in not difference. too far apart. But, uh, I, do, I don't know. Like, I feel like the younger generation, they're like, oh, you're in your 30s. But I mean, 42, like you, you look absolutely amazing for 42. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. No, yeah. and I get that. When I was young, I used to think 40 was so old. And here I am at 40 and I don't feel old and I don't want to live old. So yeah, no, I <laughs> I'm agree. I'm still 100%. chasing all of life's pleasures at this age. Absolutely. And, and what else? So I came across you on TikTok, uh, yes. on your live yes. and I was very interested. First off, I'm a huge tattoo guy. Um, I have sleeves and I'm working on my legs currently as well. So that was the first thing I noticed. And then okay. I definitely noticed your personality and how you were oh. interacting with, with the people and your comments. And, Thank and you. I was like, man, I am really interested in, in talking to this person. And I guess there's a lot of other things that you do besides nursing. And, yes. um, how did you, I guess, start on TikTok? Let's start there. Um, well, I, I guess I officially opened my social media, TikTok and Insta and all that. Uh, it would have been May. So how long ago is that? It wasn't that long ago. Not Seven. even a year ago. No, no, not even a wow. year ago. Um, and I sort of started dabbling in it essentially because I decided that I wanted to have a crack at OnlyFans. Oh, so, okay. yeah, it's sort of like the, I don't know, you hear everyone talking about it. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to have a crack and see what this is all about. Yeah. Um, and so I started up everything and I sort of dabbled in it here and there and, I uh, had a few times where I put it on the back burner. And then in November, um, just what, two months ago, I said, you know what, I'm going to really put some effort into my social media. And it's starting to grow. I'm building some momentum. Um, 
initially I put myself just, I don't know, you follow the trends and I think just do videos. And in December, I said to myself, no, I'm drawn to people who put themselves out there as a person as well as doing the cute and funny stuff. And that's when I decided to start doing lives. Um, And yeah, I've just grown since then. So I'm still sort of a baby social media influencer. Yeah, but at the same time, I mean, a lot of people can't even get to the point in followers that you have. And and I want to say you were in, is it the 40s, the the 40,000 range? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, to do that since May is really incredible. And and obviously, obviously, like people are are enjoying watching your content, enjoying looking at you and and everything else that comes with it. And yeah, well, they say to grow on social media, you have to have a niche, I guess. Yeah. And I, that's where inked nurse, you know, I am inked and I am a nurse and it's sort of an interesting combo because it sort of goes against, you know, what we imagine a nurse to be even in this day and age. And I thought, no, that's my niche. So I'm going to run with that. Yeah. No, and it's great too. And so you said you signed up because you wanted to dabble with the OnlyFans stuff. So I'm curious, uh, I'm curious, like, what do you do on OnlyFans and how has it been working out for you? Yeah, so it is, it's competitive. um, Mm -hmm. And again, with social media, everything is just consistency. Um, And I, as my social media has taken off, so has my OnlyFans. Um, it's doing quite well. Awesome. I work full-time as a nurse. And in fact, I work even more than full-time. Like the amount of overtime is insane. I'm a mom. And so I could do with a lot more hours in the week than I have. So I'm really trying to fit it in my week, which is probably the biggest challenge. But for how much time I have, I feel like it's growing really well. Like it's giving me some financial freedom that I did not have before. Um, so I am on there as a, I don't know how like G rated R rated. Oh no, this is, this is fucking whatever you want it to be. Go for it. Okay. (laughs) So it is, I'm not doing anything particular on there. I'm doing the full sex work thing on Mm. OnlyFans. Um, I, I'm married and um, my husband is so pro supportive of me doing this. And in fact, he says he's seen me grow in confidence, both as a woman and in my sexuality since doing it, which ultimately ends up benefiting him (laughs) too. He loves, he loves watching my videos and coming home to me and you know, it's fun, but I am at this point, I've been a a solo sex artist, I guess. Um, Everything's myself, but I am definitely curious at collabing and working with other girls. Um, I've reached out to a few that are up in the gold coast. And so that's in the works in the next, hopefully month, maybe. Um, but I'm not doing any, um, sex scenes with men. Like I have no interest in it and I don't feel comfortable in doing that. Yeah. So even with your husband, my husband, I've said to him, I said, there's a big demand. I get asked all the time. Like my, my fans want to see me get fucked. And so, um, I've said to him, Hey, like the market's there. And he's like, no, that's your thing. Like I'm not keen on being on camera. Um, and I was like, yeah, cool. No worries. So yeah. I put it out there to him, but 
don't know. It, he's just happy for me to do my thing. Yeah, I think that's amazing. And, you know, I think that this OnlyFans whole, whole, the whole thing is it, just, it's so crazy to me because it's, and it's, and it's awesome too, because I think, you know, growing up, we're, like we said earlier, we're pretty close in age. So growing up, you know, you thought of porn as just in the porn industry, right? Yes. And now this has given a, like given an opportunity to anybody and everybody that wants yeah. to partake in it and really yeah. give them the possibility of earning yes. a, a very comfortable living. I mean, I know people yeah. that are on there that just, I mean, they've paid off their homes. They bought homes in yeah. cash. They've bought RV, like all kinds of stuff. And I yeah. just think it's so freaking cool yes. that, that we're yes. in this, this part of, I guess the future yeah. And, and, and uh, that allows anybody to be anything they want to be and t- TikTok Absolutely. included, you know, Absolutely. TikTok, it's, it's, there's so much freedom out there mm-hmm. to, I don't know, live outside the box, I suppose. Um, Absolutely. Like, you know, it is a bonus and a half and like you feel almost powerful that I have this ability to earn this money. Like there is something to that. It is, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, but then at the same time, like, I suppose the difference is to, 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 like you said, the porn industry before is that before it was sort of just, there was no connection. It wasn't personal where my fans are subscribing to me and they're, or staying subscribed to me because there's a connection. Mm -hmm. Like you can allow they can find anyone they're connected to. We all are still attracted to people. They can talk to me and interact with me and have like sexual interactions with me. Like it's a whole new level, Yeah, you know, and both my husband and I are very open-minded when it comes to sex and, and sexual freedom. I don't believe that because you've married someone, you stop being attracted to other people. I mean, it's just human nature to desire and to look at people and like, why not? Yeah. So, yeah, my wife and I feel that same way. We, I mean, I, if she tells me like, or if she thinks someone is cute or good looking and yep. I'm like, yeah, I mean, that's awesome. Like, I don't have anything against that. And same for me, you uh-huh. know, like I, I'm like, you know, if I see, like, say if I see you and I'm like, oh my gosh, she is beautiful. My wife would be like, yeah, she is, you know, I just think that should be a more common thing. I think that people that are in those relationships where it's beyond monogamy to a Mm -hmm. jealous point, you know what I mean? It's just why, I mean, at the end of the day, that's still your partner. That's still, you know, the person you're going home with, like, it's okay to find other people attractive. It's just to me. And yeah, so I completely understand where you and your husband are coming from because we are the same exact way. Yeah. It's it's such a great way to be. And, you know, I've had a few sort of DM conversations with a few other girls that do OnlyFans and some people don't quite understand, but we say it's empowering. And I suppose as a woman, and again, at my age group too, to embrace your sexuality and to let yourself be free and explore yourself and truly enjoy sex and not be afraid to say, I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And I want pleasure too. Like that's, it's fucking empowering, yeah. you know, it's fierce. Yeah. 
And yeah. so before OnlyFans, did you do any kind of work like that before? No, not at all. And, you know, I think that's where it's part of my, I don't know, my journey. I have a bit of a complicated past from my childhood and before this husband, the relationship I was in. Um, and I was very, I went through a lot of trauma and a lot of pain and I was repressed as a woman. And the last, you know, four plus years has just been about really embracing who I am. And this has just been part of the journey. But no, like I did definitely never worked in this industry. I never dabbled in it. You know, I, I don't even think that I would say I really enjoyed sex <laughs> prior. Okay. Wow. Not that I didn't there would have been times, but it became an unenjoyable experience for me. And so to reclaim that has been part of my journey. And it's just, yeah, it's amazing. Okay. And I bet a lot of my listeners and myself included, I guess we're curious about that. So I guess what changed, I guess what now doing this has made it more fun and enjoyable for you? Like what, I guess, what, what was that uh, breaking point? Honestly, I don't fully know. Um, getting to the point, like I remember building myself up to doing my first TikTok, my first, you know, post on OnlyFans, and I was fucking terrified. <laughs> like, it's so scary to put yourself out there. Yeah. But then it's funny, like I look back and I will actually watch myself on TikTok and I'll be like, yeah, damn, you're cute, girl. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> and you start to look at yourself outside of your head instead of sort of, the, you know, the, the dark thoughts that we all have from time mm. to time. You can sometimes separate yourself and you can see yourself have maybe other people look at you, which is always a brighter light. Mm -hmm. And I started seeing myself from that outside perspective and the negative self-talk maybe became less frequent, less intense. And it's the same with on OnlyFans. And the more posts I've done, the time that have passed, more videos I've passed, and the people I've interacted with, I'm like all about now like before I was hide my body and now I'm like damn look <laughs> yeah so I think it's just that it's helped me to to step outside myself and stop being such a big critic of myself um and even now like as I'm sure you know you know I, I, I've grown a bit on TikTok and some of my videos have had a lot of views and whenever you get a lot you get the haters you get the trolls mm -hmm. you know the karens as we call them these days and honestly they don't even bother me they in one ear and out the other i occasionally will put you know if i can think of something witty i might put a witty comment but otherwise I ignore it it's you know my husband probably takes more offense to it yeah um yeah i don't know but then to have the positive interactions from people it's beautiful you yeah. know, so I feel it, privileged. Yeah. So it was never a performance issue from you or your partners. And I guess from what I'm understanding and correct me if I'm wrong, but it almost sounds like a, um, 
a lack of self-confidence. Oh, definitely. I definitely had no self-confidence years Mm. ago. You know, through high school, I... I fluctuated, you know, I guess all teenagers have some level of it, but I had some childhood trauma that made me, you know, struggle with my body image. And then um, I was married before um, to a very, very, very abusive man. Mm. And he just destroyed my self-confidence and my self-worth completely. And so... A lot of people, I think, who've been through trauma or domestic violence, we hear it all the time, you know, they tend to repeat the cycle. And I think it's because they do not do the fucking hard work of confronting that shit and finding their confidence again, finding their worth again. Because when you do that, you there's no going back to a fucking abusive asshole again. Yeah. And so this whole, I mean, I feel really blessed to be where I am and to be in the relationship I am and be surrounded by the people I am because they've helped empower me. And, but definitely social media, OnlyFans, all of it has propelled me even further in my self-worth and my self-confidence. Absolutely. Well, I am so ecstatic to hear that because unfortunately there aren't many people that can get past that part of themselves. You know, we are our own worst enemy, correct? Yeah. So when you can't beat that, you tend to let yourself go. You let your mind take over in a negative way you put yeah. so much extra stress on your body, yeah. uh, you know, and, and unfortunately some people, they, they can't live anymore because mm-hmm. of the way they feel or the way people have shamed them or when they have gone through a relationship like you described and it's just so sad. And I, yeah. I like, I am so happy for you to be able to come on here and mm-hmm. and tell everybody that you've beaten it and you can look at yourself and say you know what i am a beautiful person and it's because yeah. of social media yeah that you were able to do that you know and oh absolutely and that's, it's, that's amazing it is it's definitely i mean i've had to put in the early years of i call it my recovery mm-hmm. um from the abuse and the trauma i mean you've got to sit in the fucking hurt You've got to feel it, You've, the, the amount of therapy and yeah. work that I have done. But, you know, my husband, actually, I'll use the term that he uses, sometimes trauma. Um, when we choose not to carry it anymore as our baggage, it can be like our superpower. And I don't think, I mean, there is lots of women that do OnlyFans. There's lots of women my age that do OnlyFans, but it's not common. There's not a lot of 40-year-old women, 40-year-old nurses who, I don't know, take their healing, take their journey to that next level. And for me, it's like, it's everything. I'm kind of like every dream I've ever had, every passion I, you know, want to fulfill, every, everything. I'm going to fucking do it. Yeah. (laughs) Nothing's holding me back anymore. So. Yeah, that's amazing. And you know, I, a little background about myself. I've, I was never a social media, I guess, 
guy. I, I had Facebook. Yeah. And and my account has always been private. I only yeah. had friends and family on there. Yeah. I started an Instagram and literally never touched it once. Like I had, <laughs> you know, a handful of photos on there from 10 years ago or whatever it was yeah. when I signed up. And then when TikTok came around, I, uh, so uh, I guess going back further, I always wanted to be an actor. I, okay. um, I lived in Hollywood and I actually edited movies and TV shows for a while. Right. And so when TikTok came around and I saw that there was an opportunity for me to maybe put myself out there in a way I haven't been able to on social media. And yes. not only that, like I refused to tell anybody that I had a TikTok because <laughs> I, I just wanted it to kind of be organic and, yes. and not have either the criticism that I was afraid of, of maybe friends <laughs> saying it was too cheesy or judging me because they knew me as a person. Yeah. So yeah. I kept it to myself. And when I blew up, uh, blew up, I quote, quote unquote that, uh, yes. you know, I have like 112, 111 or 12,000 followers. But when right. after that, yeah, after that happened, then all my friends and family started seeing my yes. content because it was coming up on their for you page. Yeah. And it was just like text message, text message, phone call. And they're <laughs> like, you never told me you were doing this. And I was like, I didn't want to. And I had no idea it was ever going to go in this direction, you know? Yes. And they had nothing to say but positive things. And mm. I honestly think... And, God, this makes me sound like an asshole, but my friends are not like very judging people, but like, yeah, uh, their perspective on things is important to me. You know what I mean? Cause of we've course. been so close. So, you know, I guess I don't think they ever would have said anything negative. It was just the fear of, of thinking yeah. that maybe in their minds they were saying, you know, thinking it. Yeah. And so once they saw that I had actually gotten, gotten the liking of so many other people in yeah. the world, they were kind of like, wow, you're, what you're doing is really working. It's cool. It's awesome. And it so is. now it kind of just worked out and I'm, I'm happy it went that way. And, and I'm curious with you just signing up to Instagram and to TikTok and your first go at social media, yes. how was it at the beginning? I mean, were you, like you said, you were nervous putting yourself out there, but yeah. I mean, did you tell people, friends and family you were on? No, okay. I didn't. I didn't, I didn't tell anyone. I just started doing it. Um, and I'm at that point now, I think that you're talking about where I'm showing up on people's for you page. And, you know, I've been recognized, like someone's like popped up in one of my lives going, I know you, I've seen you at the shops and da da da. So oh, wow. we're going into that place now where I think I will be showing up on people's for you page. Um, but then my family is like my children, of course, my immediate family, and then my in-laws. Um, and we did decide to tell all my in-laws and everything um, about everything, the OnlyFans and all the socials and that. Oh. And yeah, okay. and I have the best in-laws though. And they were all like, that's the best, you know, oh, wow. that's so cool. And I've my husband's shown my sister-in-laws a few bits and pieces of my social media. My mother-in-law asked me to show her some stuff and they're all like, oh, you know? Wow. <laughs> yeah. So they're amazing about it. Um, I don't know how uh, my eldest child is 17. Mm -hmm. um, and did you, I think we told her or did she see something? 
Anyways, she knows now about it all. And she's all about, she's pro like woman power and all that sort of stuff. So, but then she sort of sometimes goes, oh, cringe mom. Like <laughs> it's okay for women, but not my mom. Yeah. Well, that, that's amazing to have that kind of support and backing yes. on things that you, you know, enjoy doing and want to do yes. and pursue. It, yes. That, oh, wow. I mean, I could only imagine if the conversation, I guess, with my, my mother-in-law saying, oh, hey, uh, just so you know, I'm on OnlyFans. Like I couldn't, yeah. <laughs> I, I just think I would be so like, I don't know, like, oh my God, how is this going to go? They're going to look at me like, like something I don't want to be looked at yeah. as, you know what I mean? So I, wow, don't I can own you for that. And for them to be like, hell yes, that's fucking amazing. I just think yes. that's so cool. They so really cool. are. Yeah, they're really good about it. And, and but you know, people are curious. I've, I've told a few of my coworkers, the other nurses at work, just the ones I'm sort of closer with. And they're curious. Like, people are curious about it. Right. I haven't received any negativity yet from anyone in my life. I, I either get just people that are like, fuck yeah, or I get questions. Like, they're intrigued. Like, what do you do? And like, yeah. how does it work? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so they're intrigued. And that's the same thing I find a lot on my socials and on my lives is that people are so fucking curious. Like, are you really a nurse? Look at all those tattoos. And yeah. like, you know, and you're married and your husband's okay with that. Like people are curious because mm -hmm. it doesn't fit in that box. Right. You know, and I get I don't know if this is the right word but I get a little bit of a rush out of the fact that I am living by doing what I enjoy mm -hmm. I am doing what I want to do without fear of breaking that mold you know of, of fitting in that box yeah it's really empowering yeah do you ever get nervous or do you try to not think about family members or uh, good friends seeing any of your content. Cause I mean, that's, that's at your most vulnerable point, right? So yeah. I mean, a lot of people, I don't like, I, I have a few friends that do it and they're like, I don't care if my family and friends see it, but do not tell me that you've seen it. You know, it's kind of like, <laughs> I, like, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Um, listen, like all of my TikToks and instas and my reels, I, have at her like look at them i'm proud of them yeah um it, it does it, it takes work to to run social media pages oh my God, so yes yeah and a lot of people don't realize how much fucking work goes into it so i'm proud of that but and honestly i one of my things when i decided to do only fans is I, I haven't watched a heap of porn, but I've seen some over the years and I fucking hate the fake shit. Like I don't want to see fake orgasms. I don't like the, just the bullshit around it. Yeah. So mine was like authenticity in me genuinely enjoying myself, me genuinely having pleasure. So yeah, I, I wouldn't be ashamed because none of it's fake which yeah. if there was fakeness, I would be more ashamed of. Um, and I'm not doing anything that 
goes against my morals or values. Everything is within my own value system. Mm -hmm. But yeah, there probably would be some people that if they were like, yeah, I watched one of your OnlyFans videos, I'd be like, oh, cringe. Right. Yeah. (laughs) I I mean, I could, I guess, I think you're definitely, well, and also I'll, I'll be honest, the way you look compared to the way I look, I mean, you, you have nothing to be nervous about. Whereas I like, <laughs> I could only be like, Oh my God, I do not want a, my friend to see me like completely like in the nude or see my O face or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so, well, yeah. you know, and I think that's part of it and getting past that sure. is in your head. And I think for women, not just like on OnlyFans, but in regards to sex completely, a lot of women can't orgasm or have trouble orgasming, whatever. And I think it's because of that. They get in their head. Mm -hmm. They can't let go because, you know, how am I looking? Is my stomach fat roll showing? And yeah, my O face. Yeah. But it's getting past that. And it, for me now is not even a thought like, I don't have those thoughts anymore. And people like seeing that. They like the O face. They don't see the role. They just see me in pleasure. And so that then has fallen into my real life where I have an extraordinarily healthy sex life. I enjoy it. I can orgasm like nobody's business so I feel really privileged and I've even said like I feel bad for the amount of women who say they don't like sex anymore they stop doing it or it's a punishment with their husband or you know it happens only a few times a year and it's because they don't enjoy it Mm -hmm. it's an effort and I get it if you can't if you don't get pleasure out of it why the fuck would you do it right And I think that leads to like relationship breakdown. Yeah. So, you know, I I just. Yeah. And I think, you know, probably in your past relationships and mine as well, like I almost feel like, you know, when you're in that moment and and ready to, I guess, have sex or have relations, make love, whatever you want to call it, Hmm. you know, it should be just whatever and let it flow. But you know, a lot of times, you know, and I've had partners like this, it's like, Oh, well make sure the lights off. Oh, make sure this, you know, and it's like you get out of that moment because you're, because you're afraid to whether be judged or in your mind thinking that someone is looking at you in a negative way, but it shouldn't be like that. It should be like, yes, if we're in the fucking kitchen, like throw them like wherever, whenever lights on sun's up, whatever. Like, yeah, that's what it should be. Honestly. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you know, and that's, that's such a huge, important concept. Um, and it's still, you know, it's still one I'm working on in life. It's a never ending battle, but that it's not just in regards to sex. It's in regards to everything. Like mm-hmm. if someone has a fucking problem with me, you know, or someone has a problem with the situation, it's not my fucking responsibility. It's not it's that person's issue. I mean, yeah. obviously if I'm being a dickhead, you know, fair enough, but you know, and that's brings you back to the negative comments on TikTok. Like, you know, it's funny how these people almost have this narcissistic view of, 
you don't fit my box of what I think is attractive, what I think is okay, what I think is acceptable. And so I'm going to tell you, yeah. you know, that I'm not okay with it. Well, I'm not here to fucking please everyone. Right. Like, you know, why do we have to have things that are so structured? Like, let's just be free to be ourselves. Let's support everyone to be themselves. Yeah. You know, it's just in regards to sex, in regards to everything, I think the world would be a bloody better place if we would just start. I don't know. And even, you know, with my tattoos, I I get it at work all the time. People make comments like, oh, I better behave. She's going to, you know, this one would, you know, I'll be in trouble with this one. Like I'm some big, tough (laughs) martyr. (laughs) And I'm tall. I'm five foot ten and, you know, covered in ink. And they think I'm this wild party, tough chick. And I'm like, you've got no idea. Like, I couldn't throw a punch to save my fucking life. Like, I'm a big old softie. Yeah. <laughs> you and, know, I'm not, a, I'm not a dom. It's not my thing. I don't right. like dominating people, um, if anything, the other way. Um, you know, I, people are still just so fixated on making things make sense in their head. Right. And being so critical when it doesn't. And I just think, fuck, why? Why waste the energy? Yeah. Like, learn about it. Be curious. Yeah. Or scroll. Exactly. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> yeah. I, I can relate to that 100% because, you know, growing up, I already had like broad shoulders, but I was an athlete. I played football. I played ice hockey. So I was constantly yeah. in the gym. In my 20s, I was, uh, a, you know, bodybuilding. And I, I've had, I started getting tattoos when I was 16 and yeah. people always looked at me like I'm just this intimidating guy. Like, oh, if I say something wrong, he's going to whip my ass. <laughs> but in all reality, like once you get to know me, like especially women, women, once they got to know me, they were like, you know, I, and I've heard this countless times, but it's, you know, I really thought you were going to be an asshole, but you're literally <laughs> like the biggest teddy bear I've ever met. And, and it's like. <laughs> It's like, okay, yes, I could be mean. Like I, if, if I need to protect someone or if I'm in a situation where I have to protect myself, I can absolutely be an asshole, but I don't live to be an asshole. I am (laughs) actually a genuinely like friendly person, you know? And and once people notice that and and find that out about me, they definitely feel more comfortable. So I can relate to that. And I think, I think we're both lucky when it comes to that, because tattoos when i started getting them were very they were still very uh prison-esque gangster yes. uh, <laughs> that kind of you know lifestyle yeah and then thankfully with uh and and maybe it happened before but this is when i felt it kind of happened was when miami ink came out la ink oh yeah and, and yeah it ju- yeah it just kind of yeah. broke people's thought process of only criminals and delinquents yeah. have, yeah. have tattoos and, and it's yes. really helped because, you know, I was always scared to go onto my hands, which I still haven't or, right. or on, or on my neck, neck. because I'm yes. like, okay, if I ever go to a, an interview for a job, mm-hmm. I have to make sure mm-hmm. I can cover them so they don't see them. Yes. And now I don't feel like it's that way anymore. And I'm yeah. so thankful for that because tattooing is truly an amazing art. And I've always felt <sighs> like my body is a canvas 
And I just, and I'm an artist at heart. So like, I just want to express everything I care about by putting it on my body. And and I'm sure you feel the same way, you know? Oh, definitely. I'm anything but artistic. I don't have an artistic bone in my body. That's incorrect. But I appreciate the immense artistic ability that goes into being a tattoo artist. Yeah. But absolutely, I don't know, putting significant moments, significant pieces on my body, the, it, it really is like, it's really just a beautiful thing. Yeah. And I don't know what it is, but I just feel like I've said this sort of before, I think on lives, but like, you know, we all go through life and we find our style, our taste in clothes and our hairstyles and this, that, and the other. But for me, I just took it to another level. It was like, I actually have put my style on my skin. Mm-hmm. I have put things that matter to me, things that are part of who I am, that I identify with. And I have embraced my style in a permanent way. Yeah. And I just feel myself in oh, my yeah. skin. Yeah. You know? And I will say, I there is something I disagree with you about. You did yes. say, you said, uh, I'm in no way an artist. And, and that's not true. Every Everything you do on social media, you're only, that's all an art. It, it truly is. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I know what you were kind of saying. Maybe you can't draw like you want to yeah. be. And maybe that's where you were going with that. But, yeah. you know, when it comes to an artist, you are definitely an artist. You, oh, thank you. you. Yeah. And obviously you're really good because you're successful at it and people notice you, you you know, and, uh, uh, and I'm assuming everything you have on your body, did you have the idea of what you wanted? Did you come out and tell the artist, say, this is what I'm looking for? Yes. I would go with an idea and sometimes the ideas were more specific than others. And Mm -hmm. then he'd sort of run with it. So there's another art form, right? Because you have that imagination to be able to tell somebody what you're looking for. So I think, you know, and I think people get confused on, on art only being able to do certain things, but, um, and I'm sorry, I'm not trying to, uh, trying to go beyond anything here, but I I just, I I think you are an artist and and I think that you should uh, really consider, you know, make, you know, making yourself believe that and know that you are. Yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I never really thought about it that way before. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. And now I'm wondering like where, where are you wanting to go from here? I mean, not even being in the social media world for a year, gaining popularity, gaining a yes. business. Yes. I mean, what is your thought process in on what's next? Uh, well, yeah, obviously I just want to keep growing and not at the rate I'm going. I want to keep going. I want to learn and grow and be more and more authentic on my social media. Um, and I think that in itself will make it naturally grow. Um, I want to build my only fans because I'm having a fucking hell of a time doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm having a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, but also because, um, my husband and myself have the plan or we're planning, I should say, to do some travel. Mm. So we'd like to spend some time living internationally, probably in Bali, um, and it will give me the freedom to be able to do that. Because um, obviously you can take the business anywhere with yeah. you. I will still continue nursing. That's never 
out of the question. It's it's my passion. Um, but as a nurse, again, you can work remotely. You can do contract work. So I can fly in and out of Australia and do, you know, a month of work and then go away for a few months. So definitely I want to grow my business to be able to support my family um, through travel in the future. Um, we're also planning on buying an old school bus and renovating that. Oh, so cool. Yeah. So that's, that's one of the biggest things, like it's in my heart to make that happen. And we will, again, travel and I'll just do some contract nursing work, but I intend on running with the OnlyFans as, as long as I enjoy doing it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, travel is probably the big thing. Um, we both long for a bit of sense of freedom in life. Um, not being stuck in the old nine to five, <laughs> um, seeing different places, immersing ourselves in different sort of cultures, just being a bit free from like the constructs of time, like not having the pressure all the time. I will always have it a little bit as long as I choose to be a nurse, you know, but I can give myself more freedom. Um, in regards to my nursing career, um, I'm going to do some specialty studies, um, I would like to probably, I love being in acute care at the moment. I love, you know, like the trauma and all the rush and the adrenaline and that shit. Yeah. Um, but in the future, I want to move fully into palliative care or like end of life care. I have a massive passion for that. Um, I'm big into holistic healthcare, um, alternative medicines, plant medicines, I experiment on myself. <laughs> and there's a lot of research going into it with regards to palliative care. So mm -hmm. would I love to work with palliative care, plant medicines, alternative medicines? And I have another little dream. I've got all these ideas here. That's amazing. I love <laughs> so it. I am a, as I mentioned before, I'm a survivor of domestic violence. Um, 15 years I was abused for, and I feel like I have a lot of healing still to do, but I've done a tremendous amount and I'm proud of it. And I do have an Instagram page, um, that I do a little bit of writing. It was more a, a cathartic journaling style, um, in regards to my experience through domestic violence. Um, but I would love to start up a TikTok page and have some social media around um, being a survivor of domestic violence and not just the sort of merging it with the empowerment side. Yeah. Like, yes, we can talk about the pain. Yes, we can talk about how fucked up it is. All of the stuff. But I want to bring the joy and the hope and the empowerment to it as well on the other side. Yeah. Um, I love that, that. Yeah. So that's yeah. sort of thoughts, plans, goals, dreams. <laughs> I think when the average person hears PTSD, they mm -hmm. automatically assume it's military related, yes. right? Mm -hmm. But there it goes beyond that because PTSD yes. can actually come in any form of whether it's abuse or situations yeah. that were you know witnessed for yes. a person and i myself have never been in the military but i suffer from some ptsd yes. and, and and i struggle with it i mean it is yes. hard it's and so yes. for one thing i'm so sorry you had to go through that Thank and you. and secondly 
you know, congratulations, honestly, because you, to get to a point where you say, I'm not fully recovered, but I am recovering. Yes. And you haven't put yourself in that situation again, because that seems to be a common trend when yes. someone gets used to that way of living, yeah. they automatically go to another person or, or end up in another relationship in the mm. same situation because that's all they know. And they think there's nothing else yeah. out there. So I, yeah. it makes me so happy that you have found happiness and, and yes. you are living the absolute best life that you can yes. and pursuing all your dreams. That Honestly, yes. I mean, that right here is what my podcast is about. That is why I started this, this whole thing because to have people on here just to hear them say, I am so honored to come on. I can't believe you asked me. And it makes them feel like so accomplished, which they should, Yeah, you know, to me that that's everything. And so hearing that you've been doing that with, with not only the social media aspect, but your whole entire life, that yeah. is just so good to hear. And I'm so happy for you. I truly yeah, am. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And, and it really is a privilege to mm -hmm. be asked to speak on your podcast because it is affirming to the fact that, I don't know, I'm significant in this world as a social media creator. And yeah. to be able to discuss it, it just, it gives some significance and power to it. It's really, it's really cool. I'm very grateful. Well, you're very welcome. And it's very well deserved. I promise you Aww, that. And I never, you. I never thought that I would be at this point with not only a podcast, cause I, I always knew I wanted to do a podcast, but being as successful as this podcast has gotten to, yeah. I mean, over 300,000 subscribers, which is huge for podcast world. I, yes. I got a thing from Spotify. I'm in the top 10% most downloaded podcast on Spotify. Amazing. Most, most five or uh, top 5% most shared podcast in the world. I'm oh, just wow. like, yeah, I, I just, it blows my mind. And so when we talk about being humble and talk about, you know, I guess a little bit of a uh, self confidence, mm -hmm. I still haven't fully made myself believe that this is happening. And, and that I get to speak with so many, in my opinion, more talented and influential people like yourself. And, and, and they're thanking me for coming on when really I should be thanking them <laughs> for taking the opportunity to speak with me. You know, it's just, it's just so beyond myself and um, I'm thankful for it every day. And, and I mm. think you should be uh, so, so happy with everything that you've done, especially in what, not like, eight months yeah it's insane six seven eight months yeah it's incredible yeah. it's so thank incredible you. yeah thank you. yeah mm. it's just oh I, i'm so happy that we got to do this and i i have some lightning round questions that i like to do before we end the show if go you're okay on. with that yeah go for it okay so first if you won the lottery what would be your first purchase uh trip overseas <laughs> okay anywhere in particular um somewhere tropical okay <laughs> okay uh and then i would decide what to do with the rest of the money sure i need a holiday i need a holiday <laughs> oh, i'm with you oh my god <laughs> um what is your biggest pet peeve oh chewing gum i don't like chewing gum 
and noisy eaters. Okay. So just and chewing spitting. gum. Okay. <laughs> chewing gum in uh like in general or just chewing gum with your mouth open? Like uh, the smacking noises. I don't, I don't mind if someone chews gum, you know, like I need to freshen my breath. I've just had a coffee, I'm gonna chew a piece of gum for five minutes and get rid of it. Mm-hmm. But people that just like gnaw on gum all the time, or when you're talking to someone <laughs> and they're gnawing on gum, like it's just yuck. Yeah. No, I agree. It's weird. Uh I don't I don't chew gum at all. Neither so, do I. Yeah, and everybody thinks it's so weird, but it's not really the the chewing part that gets that bugs me. I like I feel like I'm destroying my jaw every time I'm like <laughs> munching on this like hard piece of like rubber. Rubber. Or, you know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's just not for me. So I agree with that. Um so kind of going back to what you said in the first uh question, but mm-hmm. I have a question that if you could take a two week vacation anywhere in the world, where would you go? Uh, well, I'm going to Bali in March and I've never been there. So that is definitely been somewhere I've wanted to go for a long time, but it's happening. Um, I also, I'm dying to go to Ireland. I've wanted to go there Mm. since I was like 12. Um, and I really want to go to India and I really want to go to Peru. Those are probably my top places at the moment. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. I I haven't been to any of those that you've mentioned, and mm. I would love to hit them all, including Australia. I would love to visit Australia. It's cool here. Yeah, well, hit me up if you come. Cause it's yeah, and same cool with here. you. If you come to the states and want to come to Colorado, I could show uh, you and your family around and Thank have some you. good times. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. And then, um, what do you want to be remembered for? Ah, I want to be remembered for. Overcoming, no, I was going to say overcoming obstacles, but no, it's bigger than that. I want to be remembered for believing in myself, choosing myself, and that you can build a life that you want regardless. Anyone has the right to create the life that they long for and that they deserve. Yeah. That, yeah, that's deep. I, I like that. Like this, that question has become my favorite question I ask to be completely honest, because I get so many answers that are not only for themselves, you know, it's like, what do you want to be remembered for? But it's more of, you know, like I want to know that I helped people or I want to, it's always about someone else, not only yourself. And I get it so much. And I just, I love that answer. So good. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And then, okay. Finally one, or finally my last one is, uh, yep. who is your favorite TikTok creator? Oh, I don't know. That's a hard one. It is pretty tough. <laughs> I'm trying. Um, Oh yeah. I watch, do you know, you probably would cause she's a podcaster, but bunny. Oh yeah. Yeah. So bunny. Um, she has a podcast. She's married to jelly roll, the singer. Yep. I like, and she also does only fans. She's my age. I relate to her. Um, there's another, um, only fans creator that I'm a bit fond of and I can't even think of her name right now. She's got bright red hair. She's from the UK and I'm drawn to her because she doesn't give a shit like how she looks, how she acts, even though she, she's promoting her sexuality. She just yeah. doesn't give a shit. And I love that. Um, God, there's probably so many and I can't even think now. Oh, there'd be more. 
I can't even think yeah, of what I, they are out there. That's okay. Honestly, you gave me two two answers, really. And <laughs> most of the time, it's hard for anybody to answer one. So It is. I'm like, yeah. if I grab my phone and flick through, I can probably list out 20 to you. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I'm just drawn to so many. I mean, I love... I love seeing women being sensual. I love seeing people being funny. I love it all. Like I yeah. just, I just love that on TikTok there is this whole world of showing sides to you that you don't show in your life, your everyday life. Yeah, you know that's my I just favorite love part. That. Yeah, me yeah. too. So it's good. The best. Yes. Yeah. Well, Sarah, you are amazing. Seriously, like I, I can't even, I, I had no idea how, I guess, interesting this conversation was going to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, I always know that there's, there's going to be a part of the conversation that I didn't know about, but you have gone through so much that I don't think, at least if you do share it on social media, I wasn't aware of it and, yeah. and you are truly a light. And, and, and I think you are going to help so many people and, and at least be a mentor, if not an idol to so many people. Aww. And I really love that you're going in a way where you're completing and accomplishing all your dreams and being happy and in a now happy marriage and away from all the negativity. Yeah. And it, yeah. it's just so incredible. So thank you so, so much for coming on. Oh, that's really beautiful. Honestly, to hear that, it just reinforces everything. So thank you so much for those words. Thank you for having me on. It's an honor. It was a pleasure. And it was so much fun. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, I agree. This was a fantastic conversation. And uh, I really hope someday I get to uh, meet you in person and and your husband. Well, you enjoy your day and we will uh, stay in touch and we'll talk soon. Sounds good. Thanks All right. See you. Bye-bye. TikTokin', TikTokin' with Kevin Hughes. How phenomenal was she? I told you guys. Such a great person. Everything she's been through in her past relationship has just really brought out the new her and the real her. And it was just an amazing time. And I'm really excited that I had the chance to get to know her. So as always, I'm going to have another phenomenal guest for you guys next week right here with me on TikToking. And if I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Well, bye now. <laughs>